we're glad uh, that you're all here. Just a few things to remember before we start. This is not an AA meeting. It is Paul H.'s reflections on the exact nature of the wrong as described on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution found in the 12 steps. This meeting is being recorded and is being streamed live on Facebook. Also, please remember that this is not an all share meeting. Rather, it's a question and answers for Paul H.'s take on the 12 steps or the reading. For details on all Paul's events, uh, his story under arrest books, uh, the t-shirts and past events, check out uh, the website zenbitchslap.com. Uh, so let's get things underway. I've selected a passage from uh, the big book to read uh, on page 67. And I'm gonna hand it over to Paul and let him riff on it. So uh, here we go. Paul, the passage uh the reading today is on page 67 middle of the page referring to our list again putting out of the minds the wrongs others have done we resolutely we resolutely look for our own mistakes where we've been selfish dishonest self-seeking or frightened though a situation uh, not been entirely our fault we tried to disregard the other person involved entirely where were we to blame the inventory was ours not the other man's we saw our faults, we listed them. We placed them before us in black and white. We admitted our wrongs honestly and were willing to set these matters straight. Notice that the word fear is bracketed alongside the difficulties of Mr. Brown, Ms. Jones, the employer and his wife. This short word somehow touches every aspect of our life. It was the evil and corroding threat the fabric of our existence was shot through with it. It set in motion trains of circumstances which brought us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve. But did we ourselves set the ball rolling? Did not we ourselves set the ball rolling? Sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We ask ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. So that's the reading. I was, uh, I thought about what you were talking about in the last meeting. You know, well, it wasn't the last meeting; it was one a couple back. When you said when we're we're looking we're we're not looking when we're right in fear, we're not looking for we're not looking for fear. We're looking to see how self reliance failed. So that was why I kind of picked that reading. So back to you, my friend. Thanks, Kurt. And Good morning, everybody. Good morning in California. Uh, Paul, alcoholic. Yeah, this obviously, you find this in how it works, <clears throat> which is an apt description of the chapter, how it works. So, uh, the, referring to our list again, I think that's going back to the column four, if you look at it as Joe and Charlie put out that four column inventory, 
it would be the first three and then you go back to your list again, I think, and then you see your role in things. So uh, when you hit, I think, three, you basically, they use that suggestion of looking at uh, other people as maybe as perhaps as sick as you, yeah, so that you can have some kind of tolerance or forgiveness, or at least having in, an inspiration towards that direction. Uh, then it moves into that fear, which is, you know, if it was a corroding thread uh, that shot throughout the fabric of our existence, and let's say the fabric of our existence is blue and the thread is blue, it's going to be difficult to discern that thread amongst all the other threads. But to me, AA recovery gives you uh, a way of seeing that thread as different than the other threads. And if you, and then it gives you the diagnosis, obviously it says it's this, this, this fear of not getting what we want or losing what we have or whatever it may be, uh, sets in motion a lot of trains of circumstances which brought, bring us misfortune we felt we didn't deserve, yeah? So if you switch that around, in a way, faith in the program set off trains of circumstances which brought us fortune we felt we didn't deserve, which initiated gratitude, yeah? So it's the same direct, it's the same trajectory. It's based on where the faith lies. If the faith lies in self, fear gets, gets produced, yeah? And then the fear sets off these trains of circumstances that bring you misfortune. If there's faith in the infinite, faith sets off the course of the, the decision and it sets off trains of circumstances that bring you great fortune you feel you don't deserve. So now you're in gratitude. Yeah, you're gonna, there's gonna be a trajectory and there's gonna be trains of circumstances. Yeah, <laughs> that you, unless you can just live in a hermetically sealed situation, basically. So what's gonna set the the course of that train of circumstance or what rail it's going to ride on is based on faith or fear really yeah if you have faith in self that that translates as fear <laughs> if you have faith in the infinite that translates to faith yeah <laughs> you know in other words you have an assurance that no matter how it looks that it's probably going to be okay. It's going to turn out. Where the other thing, no matter how it looks, you think it's going to get worse, so to speak. Yeah. So that it's something's going to happen. And I would say what really initiates how that that rock rolls down the hill is what's pushing it: faith or fear. And then they go into, they give you that fourth column of. And, you know, where have we been selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened? So two out of four have the word self in it. And really it could be all four because the selfishness and self-seeking and frightened, I think triggers the dishonesty and the, uh, and uh, whatever they said, the other one, the inconsideration. <laughs> yeah, so you could basically it's two out of two, it's four out of four. I don't understand why, you know, 
there's a lot of emphasis put on self, but there's a lot of vagueness about what it may be or not be. Yeah, I feel. And I would say I haven't done the the uh, research, but I would imagine self is mentioned more than any other thing in the book. Yeah, so it has a certain point of and it's always, you know, right there when the, you know, incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization, you know, self-imposed manufacturing our own misery, which I don't believe. I think self is what manufactures the misery and all like this. And then they go into the diagnosis, which is incredible. So they first let you, you know, look at that fear and then to see the fabric of it, your existence being shot through with it. And then they give you the diagnosis, which is you're missing the point. It's not the emphasis isn't on fear, it's on self-reliance. Because he says, in, we asked ourselves why we had them. Yeah, it doesn't let us answer. He says, he gives us the answer. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us or he suggests an answer, yeah? So before I give my answer, he wants to have a pause where maybe you can hear what they suggest is the answer, which is self-reliance is really the cause of the fear. Yeah, and all the anxiety for sure. So, all right, so... Uh, do you want to become a master of fear? Or do you want to see uh, who's the master, self or the infinite? Yeah. I would think the, the latter is the, is the most efficient way. Yeah. I met people who used to write all day all their fears and then bring it to God and ask it to be removed. But in a form, in a way, you could see that as obsession with self, because the self is just going to keep telling you you have more fears. <laughs> so you'll be busy writing all day. And you'll just be busy writing all day, every day. Yeah, because we'll just make shit up. I feel. So this the point of recovery, it says it uses the word outgrow. Yeah. So it it means that. We're in a condition of, in the program, we're in a condition of directed change, yeah, directed by wisdom. That's growth, yeah? So the growth of recovery is going to allow us to outgrow other shit, yeah? So we outgrow fear. We don't master fear, we outgrow it. So the, the conditions and what they're saying, the main condition that's cooking up all the fear is self-reliance, yeah? When there's a loss of interest in self, that's a sign that you've lost reliance in self, yeah? You're now trusting something else, the infinite. And hence, trains of circumstances are set off, and yet in these cases, those circumstances bring about fortune you you, you don't feel like you deserve, which is a sense of gratitude. Isn't that the case? Something sets off trains of circumstances, and those trains of circumstances produce effects, yes? And in a way, they're completely opposite. One produces misfortune, and the other produces fortune. (laughs) You can't, I mean, if you just had that, 
description, you wouldn't get on the wrong train at the station. Yeah. If you had that clarity, you wouldn't jump on the train of self if you had a choice, because you know you're going to take the local to a lot of misfortune. Yeah. Where you can, you know, it's right on the train. It tells you. So what is that? That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. We keep getting on the same train, expecting to land somewhere else. Yeah. And then we're surprised when we don't. What's that about? I used to go out, do certain shit, get arrested, get off the next day, either than that night or the next night, I do the same shit and get arrested again. And I was surprised when I found myself in jail. Yet, in fact, I did exactly what I did two nights before that got me in jail. I mean, that means I was completely out to lunch. Yeah. I had no awareness of what was going on. I had to wait to get to feel the punch before I knew I was getting punched. Yeah. I didn't see anything setting up. Just, just ran. Then the flow would just collapse and I'd be in a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> because you know i'm gonna try to i'm gonna try to stay away from fires as a fire starter yeah you're gonna set the fire <laughs> your, your strategy to avoid fires is gonna produce more fires yeah so <laughs> yeah just follow it why not look at instead of it's not taking your eye off the ball if you move your attention from fear to self-reliance, I would imagine you're going to get a, get a much better result by seeing self-reliance as the cause than fear. I mean, and if you're a big book person, there's the diagnosis. I mean, follow it. Yeah, we're not putting in something. He just says that fear is a corroding thread. It sets off all these strains of circumstances. Then he comes up with the suggestion. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed us that you're in this anxiety? Yes or no? Then if it is, can someone explain or understand what self-reliance looks like? I mean, you need to, sometimes when you're in something, you don't know you're in it. You need to hear a description of it to realize, Jesus Christ, I didn't know I was in a Toyota all this time. I thought I was in a fucking Rolls Royce, but someone just described how a, a Toyota drives. It sounds just like my Rolls Royce drives. Oops, I may have made a mistake. It's been a Toyota all along. <laughs> I was just assuming it was a Rolls Royce. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, assu I'm assuming fear is the culprit, but really it's self-reliance. And what I found in my own experience that I don't know, maybe there are higher forms, but I, I found that identification as self is a pretty high reliance on self. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm relying on something, if I'm relying so much on a crutch, I, I call it my leg, I'm at a level, high level of reliance on the crutch, yeah. So I feel like we're in a high level of reliance on that which has defeated us. Yeah, that's why we still live as if we're going to be defeated at any moment after years of recovery. 
because we're still relying on self. We're listening to its, its take, yeah? Its projections, its story, its, its moment-to-moment diagnosis of how we are. And most of it's fucking insane, yeah? So, yeah. It's a great, the whole book is great. We're not here, you know? I'm not saying Bill W. saw it the way we're seeing it. I don't think Bill W. may have seen a lot of it. I think it was a download through Bill W. and the people, yeah? Something was moving them to get out a message that was going to help other alcoholics and addicts because there hadn't been one out, yeah? It was the first time it entered the fray, so to speak, a solution that could be, you know, homogenized and offered to many, yeah? This program. I just want to concentrate on the root of the problem because I don't think there was a clear idea of it. Yeah. I mean, self, you can call it ego, but what the hell is ego? Yeah. Is there an ego that comes around the block and bullies you? No, it seems like it's an activity right where you're sitting or standing. Yeah. What's the promoting that activity? What's the driving force of that activity? Is it on your side, on your team side, or does it have its own little agenda? Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like I, you know, I'm looking for happiness, joyous freedom, and then I'm in jail. I have four year sentences and shit like that. It seems like there's a misfire in the in the connective wires. Yeah. I didn't know that there's an agenda that's running along my agenda and it's overriding my agenda (laughs) because I'm in a condition of powerlessness. So something can dominate and overrule me every day, which is alcoholism. Yeah. Most people at at a certain point do not want to drink and they keep drinking. All the things they've relied on have told them intellectually, circumstantially, relationship-wise, it is not wise to drink, yet they keep drinking. That sounds like an override to me. Sounds like something's in this system that's using this system that overrides us, yeah? And now we're in the bondage of self. And a bondage of self is usually not something that's voluntary, is it? Bondage sounds like uh, it's imposed on us, yeah? To the point it's been so imposed, we don't even know it's imposed, yeah? We're just taking it to be our life, our starting point. And I don't believe it is. I don't believe if you see, let's say, the mental physical condition as a starting point and the spiritual condition as a starting point, the trains of circumstance that are going to ensue from both those starting points are going to be quite different. Yeah. Recovery is trying to give us the possibility of a spiritual condition as our answer, as our solution. Yeah. Now, what would be the most reliable aspect of that solution would, if it was you, then there would be a true reliance on that, yeah? In other words, if that solution is always available at all times, right where you are, no matter what the circumstances or the consequences of, that's fucking reliable, yeah? So how is that going to be? Well, if you are a spiritual condition, those conditions are obvious. 
And now the mental and physical are put secondary. Doesn't mean they're not important, but they're not all important. Yes? You have another quality that's being emphasized by a way of life or principles and sobriety and abstinence. Yeah? And the more the spiritual condition seems to get amplified, the more relief from the bondage of self. Yeah? So, yeah. That's what we're sharing here. And I probably wouldn't have been moved to share it if I would have heard it. I didn't hear it. And I was around AA for quite a while. And I still am around AA. But, so, someone's got to say something, you know. Right or wrong, at least put out a possibility. I mean, if we were all gleaming lights, uh, you know, on the citadel of the world, then f there'd be nothing needed to say. But a lot of us travel are still carrying a lot of weight while we're sober. Yeah. We still feel like we're running at, at, away from a pack of dogs that are nipping all day. I don't think that's a falsehood or a or a flaw in the programming. I think it's a, a flaw, F-L-A-W, in the diagnosis. I do. Yeah, because if the self that you're not is living as if it's the one in the program and it's the one that's doing the program, I think it's going to severely limit the possibilities of the program. Yeah, <laughs> I do. So, yeah, all right, thanks, thanks, Kurt. I don't know if I touched everything there, but whatever. Yeah, yeah that was great. If you've got any questions, raise your hands. I thought of this, when you were talking about this, I, I think of that Wizard of Oz, you know, when they're going into the, the city, the Emerald City, and the, they go into that big cathedral room and there's all those flames, and. There's that big face of that guy, and and yeah. then then they that curtain gets pulled back, and you see who's really pulling the levers on all this stuff, and it's a little old man, you know. It's just so funny because it's the same thing. It's kind of like when you say that about fear and self reliance. It's like, oh, it's not that. It's this. <laughs> and also, it's been around a long, 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 long time. Yeah. Yes, just like the imagery of the Wizard of Oz has <laughs> been constantly things get blown out of proportion by the mental state. Yeah, yeah, it sees threats where there may not be any. It make it makes mountains out of molehills. It does a lot of stuff. It's like a, a kaleidoscopic. It's saying it's a singular independent view, but it's like a, a kaleidoscopic shit comes out you know one moment you're peaceful and compassionate next moment you're fucking sending resent uh messages to some person you know what i mean there doesn't seem to be any real continuity yeah it's all a mishmash of whatever takes us over in the moment you need something that can direct that traffic through us and it's not us and it's not self yeah we need a guidance we need we need a north star we need something to rely on yeah and of course the the options that we've made haven't worked out you know look at how many people come in the program 
and they make someone of the opposite sex their higher power. It doesn't work out usually, yes? It doesn't, because uh, <laughs> it just doesn't, <laughs> yeah? But have you been drawn, to, have you been commanded to go to any great lengths by the, the life of a higher power? I don't feel so, no. Any lengths, in most cases, there's no lengths in my experience, really. Yeah, so, yeah. Any hands? I just don't, I don't, I feel like, just like sobriety of not drinking and not using has been the norm for many, many years. But you could say there's been so many, so much more volatility there isn't a there is an alignment that will be more like you haven't drank or used for 34 years yeah it's there's be like you've been chilled out the problem hasn't existed for you a lot of days yeah it can go that way because the program will allow you to outgrow the conditions that won't allow it to go that way it will yeah so you can become uh the new norm can be a peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. If the only thing is the head loves to put a ceiling on everything. Yeah. It wants to say, all right, all growth stops here. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. So. Or it's always going to be this way. Yeah, of course. It doesn't even know the way it is, to tell you the truth. It just makes up shit. Yeah. It's always going to be the way I see it, which could be totally different every second. <laughs> How are you going to rely on that? Yeah. I'm a, I've, I've relied that I've been a good man. Then you do something that you think was bad, throws that whole fucking story out the window. Yeah. It's like you're on a precarious tightrope and something's playing on both ends with a little sadistic smile. <laughs> it's, it's hoping for you to fall. <laughs> I thought you were my trainers. No, they're hoping you fall off the wire. <laughs> so, hey, guys, uh, not... Not manageable had his hand up. Oh, Mr. Not. Thank Go you. for it. Well, our hey. friend from I think. Yes. Hey, hey, Paul. I have so much respect for you and for what you doing here. Um, uh, and I have a question for, for you. How do you see higher power? Uh, it's only a yeah. I feel more like I'm seeing from higher power now. Yeah. Okay. I feel more like I feel like I'm more like a camera. So I sense something moving through, and I would call that higher power. But I don't see it. No. I don't need to. I don't have ideas about it anymore. I don't, I believe this is my opinion. I think it's presented in the book that 
when you come in because of our conditions, they made it quite easy by saying you can have a higher power of your own understanding. But surely that's going to change when you start feeling the effect of the program. I don't think it was supposed to be a like, lifelong uh, relationship like I'm going to have a higher power of my own understanding. I'm gonna, was gonna, I would think shortly you would give up your own understanding to have a revelatory relation to a higher power. Yeah. So I feel like I'm looking from it most of the time, not looking for it. Yeah. Yeah. It works. <laughs> That's where you know you're onto something if it works. Paul, could you say it's more like more of a viewing platform? You know, you're what you're seeing, like you said, what you're seeing from. Yeah, you've been changed. Yeah, instead of looking from the platform of self, you're looking from the platform. Of, and I'm just using the terminology of the program, right. the infinite. Yeah, they're they're two distinct little perches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you're looking from self, it doesn't want to see that there's another perch, but the other perch completely allows the the self perch to be there. Yeah. And it just sort of minimizes its influence, so to speak. Yeah. 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 I feel like the, the head, if you look at it, it sounds like the, the descriptions of the God of the Old Testament, really. I think they were listening to the head a lot. You know, <laughs> I'm, it's going to smote any God put before it. And it was a jealous God. It sounded just like the head <laughs> to me. Yeah. And then it was supposedly a New Testament where someone else had a different view of the higher power and was trying to sort of, and then he got whacked, you know, but trying to put it out there. <laughs> God is love or whatever. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where's that vengeful smoke driven, whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. They're platforms, yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on it, you don't call it a platform, but yeah, as a descriptive exactly. thing, yeah. Descriptive. You're trying to, because the head works in comparison, you're trying to make an extreme imagery of infinite platform, self-platform. So you start getting a distinction between the two. So that you'll have the eyes to recognize the shit before you get hit with it, so to speak. Yes. Or if you, yeah. Yeah. So, so but the, the thing is true, really. Something sets off trains of circumstances. Yeah. Now, in my experience, what they called self, I felt set off trains of circumstances that seemed to have brought me a lot of misfortune. I felt I didn't deserve which had me resenting a lot of things, situations. Yes, obviously. So then I come in AA and then something else set the ball rolling, which wasn't self, let's say. And it brought, it, it set off trains of circumstances and those circumstances started bringing me great fortune. I feel I didn't deserve and I had gratitude. So basically my role was similar, you know, I didn't feel I didn't, I felt I didn't deserve both effects, but one 
like was an incredible petri dish for resentment and anger and fucking being super pissed off to grow and the other is gratitude and wonder and awe awe yeah <laughs> but it's the exact same trajectory in a way but what's giving it the meaning is so important yeah yeah and then you can start seeing with the eyes of the spirit, you see, you see the fortune and misfortune, which the self has a very difficult time with. <laughs> it doesn't see the fortune and misfortune. It doesn't learn usually. Yeah. yeah. So now you have the eyes to see, even though trains of circumstances have brought you what you would call misfortune, you see the fortune in it, sort of like, I got pulled over by the cops was one of the worst days ever. And then you realized after a year of sobriety, the only way I would have gotten into the program was being pulled over by the cops. So that misfortune actually brought about a great amount of fortune. Yeah. So now you start seeing things in a different eye with a different eye. Yeah. Yeah. Not with effort. You're being changed. Yeah. Yeah. The seeing continues, but what's changing is going to change this, how you see shit. But the seeing is always going on, yeah? But something changes. Something gives the directive, a different directive. So while you're looking to get high or whatever, now you're looking to be of service, let's say, yeah? There was looking in both both examples, yes? Yeah. 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 And let's say you feel like you found spirit, then you're not wasting time looking for it. So instead of looking for it, you're being it, which I feel is a, a pretty damn good condition. This isn't anything I'm doing, but I, I'm not two levels below a coconut. I can recognize <laughs> shit when it, when it comes through me. <laughs> like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gnawing at some idea that I've got to get something or do something to somebody. You know, I could care less, really. I wish everyone the best, but in a way, I'm uh, I'm like healthful. I'm like in a healthy condition of indifference, so to speak, <laughs> because I really truly believe anything that could happen to you could be used to bring you great fortune. Yeah. Yeah. I do. So, who am I to rush to a judgment and say, "Oh, you're really screwed"? You may not be. That may be a necessary proponent of a of a process that you're not at the end of yeah so who who wants to uh you know keep someone from their bottom it could be a disservice Mm -hmm. so i'm not saying all at all times but sometimes and it's good to have the eyes to see that yeah so you don't try to save someone who doesn't want to be saved yeah it's crazy yeah 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 we got a couple hands up steve you want to jump in here and then we'll get Kaiser. Steve? Yeah, that me. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hi, Paul. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to say it's good to listen to you. I've been on here twice, I think. But it's the first time I've, I've connected. Um, but you, <clears throat> when you were talking that about self and, and it's an interesting view you have on it all, and I, I, I like it. You know what I mean? It's, it's so, in a sense, the way I look at it. I never really talked about 
in the 12 sets. Because you did say like Bill probably didn't even experience a lot of this stuff. And I've often thought that over years. He can't have known, he can't have known three years over this stuff. I won mad three years absolutely nuts. But it's, it's sort of, it's worked, hasn't it? It's, it kept, keep going back to it and it's always right. It seems to be most of the time anyway. Um, but <coughs> I'm gonna, it's, it's asking a question here that I don't usually ask because I've, I've been around here a long time, a long time. You know what I mean? I'm just like calling old timer these days, you know what I mean? So it, most people expect me to know the answers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I expect me to know the answers, you know what I mean? But <coughs> to talk to someone now who's been around, I don't know, same sort of time, I suppose. Um, I still suffer from self so much all over the years. I've never been quite satisfied with what I've got from here. Always been seeking for more. Yeah. What is the magic? You know what I mean? And uh, when, I, when I get into, I'm a bit of a wobbly place. I go, I go wobbly. I, I can be, I can be bulletproof for a while. I mean, it's hunky dory. You know what I mean? And every now and again, some will, some will be sad or some will fall out or whatever. And I. My head just goes with it. I can't. I, it takes me to a sort of low spot where I'm, I'm insecure, I'm frightened, I'm just any other. But it always passes. It always comes back. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I wonder is there some ambulance missing here? I mean, at this stage of the game, I shouldn't be missing much. I've been, <laughs> but I still feel there's some. When he said that, if you're feeling peace, or I have my share of peace. I have a share of the hell as well, you know what I mean? And, uh, what do you, I'll say about that, that's about it really. Can you say all about that? Thanks, Steve. I didn't hear the mess the last bit. But what did he say, Kurt? Well, he was talking about, could you say a little bit about this? Um, oh, about the coming and going of the yeah. head and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, well... The coming and the going and the coming and the going and the coming and the going because he can't stand still first of all it's agitated like the old in the, in india they used to talk about meditation and like you have a pole and you put the monkey on the pole and it have them going up and down let's just say like following the breath and after a while this peace the mon monkey's agitation stops and then there's peace with the monkey yeah, it's not the monkey having peace. The monkey is the agitation. So now the, there's a peace because the monkey stops moving. Yeah. So the head is going to come and go. But after you've come and go a lot of times and you always arrive at the same place when you're dropped off, maybe you've never left that place. Yeah. Maybe all the coming and going is the seemingly so of the mental state, you know, the seeming meaning it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah. So the head goes based on its split. It does. It's not at peace. It da, 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 da. It can only hold its breath for so long. And then it comes, you drop it. And there you are. That which is, is always available at all times. Then the head goes away after a while. Uh, you lose, there's a loss of interest in, in aligning yourself to those head movements. That's all. The head movements continue, but you don't get up. 
You don't get up from the chair, so to speak. Yeah, that's how it grows. I feel. Yeah, I like the sound of that, but that's I've been I've been around about thirty odd years now. You know what I mean? It's still, it's still it can be still just as. But if you really looked at it objectively, it's the volume and the length of it has changed. Yeah, most of it. Yes, it's yeah, like before. Yeah. Go with that. Yeah. yeah. So there you could see, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but there's a growing out of it. Yeah, there's, there's signs of a growing out of it. The shit doesn't blow as hard and it doesn't last as long. Something's taking the wind out of the sails. Yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't look at that, do you? Well, I don't. When I'm in, in it, I don't look at that bit. I just. I'm well, that's what I, well, that's why it's good to point it out so we can see gratitude where we're not seeing gratitude. Yeah. There you go. Cool, yeah. yeah. Because the gratitude is going to promote more diminishing of the length and the volume. Yeah. 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 So just look at what happens. And I'm not, I have no opinion on climate change or whatever, but just look at what happens. The conditions change, and then the storms that there's always been storms get more vicious. They last longer. They drop more water. Yes? Yeah. Not because of the storms, but the conditions have become more open to larger, more drastic and violent storms. Yeah. So it's if you want to try to strangle and throttle that storm, you're missing the point. It's only blowing as hard as it is based on the conditions that are allowing it. Yeah. So we try to get to the causes and conditions in recovery. So they, there's a change there, let's say, like in our attitude and outlook, which would be conditions of storms and how the weather goes in our lives. Yeah. Day to day living. Yeah. And so it targets that because that is what's giving the strength or taking the strength away from the storms. Yeah. There's going to be storms. You're going to hear news that's going to be totally appropriate for you to be bummed out. I lost a friend or something like that. Yeah. This is what happens. <clears throat> but the healthy condition allows a much more adaptability to what's going on. You face life successfully. Yeah. That's what happens. You learn how to, you, you realize, you admit it, you don't know what to do a lot of the times. And instead of doing something anyway, you don't do something. You just like people call me and they want, they want me to make a decision. And I say, well, I'm not going to tell you today. I'm just going to sit with it. Yeah. I don't think about it. I just walk around and then I get back to them and I say, I don't feel like I don't, I don't want to go that direction or something. Yeah. And I just trust that and just go on. Yeah. 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 So there's been a way of I've learned how to face life successfully, not based on having the same conditions, trying to meet the same storms and shit. The conditions have changed. So I live through the storms a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point. So there's always going to be storms. Yeah. Sometimes there's dry periods. Nothing's happening. Yeah. You're not, not getting at that as much work as you think you need. And then suddenly you get a lot of work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It yeah. goes like this. So I don't only have gratitude when I get a lot of work. Yeah. I have gratitude. I have an attitude of gratitude now. I don't have... Gratitude's not an experience for me as much 
much anymore. It's a view, yeah? It's part of a new attitude and a new outlook, where before, nothing was never enough. Now, enough is a very, very important word in my life. It's incredibly important. I reach points where it's enough, yeah? <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. So, uh, yes. So I feel the mental gyrations and agitations, we are saddled with that, yeah? We are saddled with that. The greatest, just like my dog, it wants to jump up on you. And everyone that knows what to do about dogs says you got to ignore it, yeah? And then it will stop. If you react, it's going to do more of it, yeah? This is what recovery changes. It changes our reactions to storms so that we don't feed the storm, yes? We go through what it is, but we don't add fucking days and tons of gallons of water to it, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going, that's the change we're under. And I, I'm a witness to it in my own life. I don't know how this life's been pulled off, man. Because oh. it became very clear the first year or two that all the strategies I lived by were completely fucked. I mean, yeah, yeah. and yet it still worked. It's still, I, I managed to survive. This <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I know that worked. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Yep. See, people, I think a lot of times, you know, that there's an old statement, you know, uh, sometimes perfect, perfect is the enemy of the good. Yeah. You think there should be no, nothing should ever bother me. And then you miss there's been a growth concerning that. And that growth to the miracle food for that growth is gratitude. Yeah. You have an honoring of, hey, like we had another meeting and the lady was speaking about something that had happened. She was totally lost, totally up the ass of self for eight hours. But some people have been up there for 50 years. I said, you should be fucking happy. Fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you knew that you weren't before and you're not now. A lot of people don't have any starting and ends. They just find themselves in a continuation of it. <laughs> so there's a lot of gratitude to be entertained yeah. i mean just today i'm sitting here uh my girlfriend and i both had terrible sleeps last night it was like uh we picked some demon up or something <laughs> and i mean i felt so shitty most of the night not physically so much though i have a sinus problem but mostly just you know, get, felt like we were getting pounded by something and then uh, woke up, shook it off and everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> now, a lot of people would just spend weeks talking about one that one night's sleep. Put it the fucking rest. You know, it doesn't need to be shared and moved around and occupying you. It's under the, you know, bury it and move on. Yeah. You're in good hands. But I wasn't last night. <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, but how about 800,000 other nights? Yeah, so the head is crazy. The head wants to, you know, forget a miracle in a 20 minutes and wants to emphasize 
one bad night for like months. Yeah. Everyone you meet, I had a bad night last night. You know, they don't even ask you. You just like dump it right on them. You know what I mean? Then you wait with them to tell you they had a bad night. And then there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the disease multiplies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. That's just some, some time when I'm a bit flip-flopping and don't ever get yeah. it. But it does get better than this. I know it does. I've been yeah. Yeah. just waiting for it to pass. And what we're sharing is hopefully it will work on the conditions and causes level. Yeah. And there'll be changes yeah. there which initiate a lot of trains of circumstances. <laughs> really a lot. And hopefully there'll be more fortune than misfortune, so to speak, or you'll have the ability to see fortune in misfortune. Yes. Yeah. There's no yeah. one else going to do it for you. Yeah. No. no. We have to go under the. We have to go under the change. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't like. Uh, yeah. So nice to meet you, my friend. Yeah. And you. Thanks. Thanks. Kaiser, why don't you jump in here, buddy? Gotcha. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks a lot, Steve, for that. Hey, Paul. Um, I guess my question is a little bit of, of language, or, or maybe it's just checking in. Maybe it'll be tricky to get a question out of this. But you were you were talking about um, your concept of a higher power, how you, and you just said that you kind of like see that you're seeing through the higher power. Um, okay. Um, for me to be able to kind of translate that, just kind of checking in, uh, like I've been using the uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, like the program, and we have different kind of languages and stuff. And so I use that language because we can kind of understand where we're coming from. So there, when, when I did uh, the first step, there, the, the terminology uh, that I've been using is on page 30. We don't have to go through that, but I'm just going to show you where I came from. Um, and it said, we learned that we had to fully concede to our innermost selves that we were alcoholics. And innermost self is, is the term that kind of popped out for me. Um, so the one term is innermost self. And, the, and then the other term is the unexpected inner resource, which seems to be um, kind of where we get some sense of a higher power from. And, and, and being involved with all of these Zoom talks with you, Paul, and all the things that I've done with Zen, all the stuff that I've done with the 12 steps, um, and then my, my morning watch, kind of like an Oxford group thing that I've been doing. It seems it kind of comes down to listening to my innermost self and operating from that innermost self. And that's where there's like the higher power. I, I, it's, it's just I can't get in there, obviously, but there's, there's a certain sense there. And to take instruction and in listening to whatever's coming from that innermost self and it almost seems to be able to discover a way to listen to the innermost self more accurately than what the head is saying does that make sense to you is that what you're kind of talking about yes okay but i also take it with uh a view a distinctly different view between infinite and self it's sort of like the idea of the Holy Ghost in the Course of Miracles. Okay. So in that way, life is happening, yes, and it's being, and then it's being 
collated or digested or translated by the brain. Right. Yes. Yeah. So there's an experience of seemingly outside forces a lot of the time and seemingly inside forces and something is collating it, narrating it and coming to judgments and conclusions. Yeah. So let's say that same data, the same information is brought in and something else collates it and translates it and highlights what it thinks is valuable and underemphasizes what it thinks is not valuable. Okay. It's the same data, but it's made, it's what's extracted from it is completely different based on the intention of what's extracting it. The Holy Spirit, or let's say self, yes? Right. So self inserts an agenda into what it sees, hears, feels, claims, you know, what's taken in, an agenda is inserted in that, and then it cherry picks. It looks at what, and then it keeps shit out, yes? Yeah. And it emphasizes with an agenda, with an intention, mm -hmm. with a drive, mm -hmm. yeah? Now, the Holy Spirit has a whole different other intention. It was, it was cast in recovery program, the book, as happy, joyous, and free. So it's going to take that same information with a different intention and translate it. And you're going to be that, that at the effect of that and the expression of it. Yeah. And then they'll, you'll be, you'll be receiving information differently from that. Yes. And so basically, uh, and let's say you want to call the self and the Holy Spirit. They're not things that are in this thing. Right. They're of mind. So a different aspect of mind is taking the information and downloading its take. You still hear the old take, but mm -hmm. you're, perhaps there's a better way. And that better way is trusting the infinite rather than finite self. So now you're more interested of following the new download than the old download. Yes. Right. And now you can distinctly tell the difference between the old and the new, so to speak. And the, the new had, was always available at all times. It was just seemingly overridden for a while. And now it ain't. Yeah. Yeah. So right. and as we as we begin to listen to that or see it or whatever, does that start to strengthen that that listening to that Holy Spirit thing? Or is it just kind of like find out? No, of course it strengthens. That's okay. why it talks about growth. Growth is like you grew into something and then you can grow out of something. So okay. we're not that something in a sense. See, that's the thing. We're, the, we're whatever and we grew into something and now we're outgrowing those somethings. Mm -hmm. You know, we're outgrowing the aspect of that something we seem to grow into, which is like this idea of self. Okay. Yeah. And so the fear that comes along with that and all that shit. We've had enough, hopefully, and now we're outgrowing that based on the change in, on the conditional level, not you outgrowing it. Kaiser trying to outgrow it is more out, you know, growing of Kaiser. Yeah. 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 Self. So yeah. That you need to have that warning and be clear about because a lot of people thinking they're on a noble journey are just caught in the idea of self can't get out of self because that's what's happening. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah, their head is 
they're taking information. They've had some newfound information, but it's getting mixed with the old information. And, and now yeah. self is trying to get out of self. Yeah. When yeah. the new information is you're not self, really. <laughs> yeah. That's helpful. It's very hard to talk about this stuff, but it, it's, yeah, it's, it's very helpful. But Thanks. it's a feeling, and you can say, you know something's translating something, yeah? Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like you're more the receiver of downloads than the download itself? Absolutely. Like, doesn't a resentment almost feel like a download? You get an opinion from self. You should be really fucking pissed off. And then there you go. There's a re response to that. I'm really pissed off, yeah? You're just, I feel, mostly an empty vessel, and it's what's moving through you is going to be the biggest effect. Mm -hmm. And in, we have it a very rudimentary, simple, dualistic view. It's either faith in the infinite or finite self. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And finite self will say it has faith in the infinite, but that's more faith in the finite self. Yeah. So you got to just have understand the warnings of how it regroups and how the system is very elastic yeah and it will just keep trying to be the system without with whatever you meet in other words it will suck in a new message and make it an old message and those patterns are relatively small it only does it in a couple of ways or once you start to yeah it doesn't have an infinite amount of movements no that's why it's easy to wreck out. Once you hear about alcoholism, it's easy to recognize it in yourself and others, mostly in others at first. Yeah. But then in yourself. And, you know, because we have seemingly the same thoughts and feelings and the same behavioral reactions that every alcoholic has and every addict has. So the uniqueness is completely dismissed because we're just a run of a mill alcoholic. Thank God we're not. But in fact, we are when you first look at the disease, yes? Right. Yeah. You have to tell the truth, and then the truth tells you something else. Yeah. You are an alcoholic, and therefore you're actually not, not down the road, yes? Not meaning Paul isn't. Paul never was. Alcoholism took over Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now something else has taken over Paul. It treats Paul much better and everyone around Paul much better. <laughs> it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. So, but I like the idea of the Holy Spirit of, of being the active aspect of the higher power in this day-to-day -day living, because it's taking the same data that's being sucked in, but translating it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And so the machine gets a different conclusion downloaded. Yeah. So the conclusion, I feel pretty taken care of <laughs> instead of the conclusion, I got to defend what I have and not lose what, you know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think we're just a response really of shit. Yeah. Or a reaction. Yeah. So I'm responding to what's there and i used to react to what was there yeah so it's different yeah it's cool thanks man yeah don't but don't you think paul there's a there's a 
there's a shift where I'll use this analogy sometimes. When I realized that Santa Claus didn't exist, like the bubble popped. Yeah. And, yeah. and I didn't have to go back the next week and say, okay, I got to remember Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yes. It was like integrated or landed. It wasn't it like a constant reminder. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got, don't forget Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was like the guy when I was uh, younger, I went to India to see this dude I liked who wrote a book I like called Who Cares? This old, <laughs> he's passed away now. And he was using me as an example to the rest of the group, you know, talking to me. And he was talking to, let's say, let's call self the personal presence and then the infinite, the impersonal presence. Yeah. So then he asked me, Paul, do you have a, do you have a home in America? And I said, I hope so. Yeah, I think I still do. And he says, all right. So when you leave home to go to work, do you have to keep chanting at work? I have a home. I have a home. I have a home. No. Going to work and changing the circumstances doesn't change the fact you're aware you have a home. Yeah. So if you if you work overtime, there's another fear that you may forget you have a home. No. You have a home it's clear yes yeah exactly and then so and you're not trying to remember that you're the impersonal presence as the personal presence because you are the impersonal presence mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's no need to remember what you already are yeah you just got to forget what you're not which is the feeling of being a personal presence <laughs> yeah <laughs> Good. So that's sort of like that. You hit certain points where you're convinced, and there's no like every three months or reconvincing. You've had it. You know, it's the 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 camel got his back was broken. You know, it just yeah, it's a done deal. Yeah. Well, now what you do with that? The mental state may arise and cause you seemingly to forget that. And then you have to maybe relearn it a harsh way by going out and having that genie, op, you know, come to, and then having to live its three wishes for you, <laughs> which is nasty. <laughs> but hopefully, you can just—you have a certain habit of being sober that will see you through those momentary seeming lapses or threats. Yes, that's the real important—a real importance of a way of life. Just like not everyone is enthusiastically willing, but you have a, a habit in place that will bridge those lapses and the sobriety just stays sober. Yeah. 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 But I, yeah, I think a lot of stuff, I think we all have the ability to be convinced unless maybe, unless we are mentally ill and shit like that. But and when you are, I'm so happy I found I had that ability. And that's what I used to tell newcomers. What I would pray for is pray for the ability to be convinced. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you stop arguing with reality, you know, you're fucked. Just uh... <laughs> <laughs> start there, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I could just let it land. Yeah. So, yep. Thanks, Kurt and everyone. Yeah. So it's uh, any other hands? It's uh...
I don't see any more, Paul. It's, uh, let me look real quick over there. Oh, that's great, yeah. Yeah, 11.35. Oh, that's good, yeah. Remember you went, if you're used to an hour meeting of AA and then you go to a country where they're hour and a half, <laughs> you never feel time as much as that. You're like fucking another share. <laughs> <laughs> just used to. <laughs> so yeah, let me say uh, hello to everyone. Okay. Not Matt.